0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Uniquely Kentucky. I'm Amber Philpott, a Kentucky gal born and raised who loves all things about the bluegrass and I hope you do too. All right, happy 2019. It is that time of year where we all say we're going to do better in the new year. Many of us, we decide that it's time to get in shape, we're going to eat better, we're going to have our financial health in place and then we don't. One study actually says that in 2018, only 6% of folks stuck with their resolution. I don't even make them, quite frankly. So let me ask you, are you in need of a pep talk? You know, it's the new year, you just came out of the holidays. Well, my guest today has been doling out Monday morning pep talks for quite some time through emails to friends and colleagues, and she's just now put all of those into a new book called Monday Morning Pep Talks. Please welcome the one and only, my dear friend, Colleen Elridge. Hello, lady. Hi,
1: Amber. How's it going?
0: You know, I have to do this because you're my second guest now from Cynthiana. We go way back.
1: We go way back.
0: Um, Gosh, let's see. Your brother and I were celebrating our 20-year school anniversary Mm -hmm. graduation Mm -hmm. so that means I've known you guys I don't know how many years. Like
1: for forever because we (laughs) like we were on the middle school speech team together and that that's when we first met and so it's kind of crazy to think that like we've known each other since we were like literally barely teenagers. I know,
0: and now we're like adulting, right? Real adulting. Exactly. You are an author, which makes my heart so happy. And folks, I can't tell you enough, this book, like it literally will just make you smile. One, because Colleen's on the front of it and she's smiling adorably. (laughs) Two, it literally is, I don't do a lot of self-help books. I just, I don't, I always say I'm going to, but it's one book that she says in the very beginning of it, you can open any page and you really are gonna get something out of it. And I mean, I really mean that, that's great. Let's talk about Just you, first of all, Um, you are Coach Colleen.
1: Yes. What does that mean? So I'm a life and success coach, and I love working with women to help create better work and better life. So a good half of my business is just one-on-one coaching and group coaching with women, and then the other half is going into companies to work with their leadership teams to create better company culture. Um, My background's in HR. I spent about 15 years working in HR, so I really still and passionate about going into companies and helping them improve the employee experience. We, we spend a lot of time at work. I mean, a whole lot of time. And if it's not a good environment, you don't have happy employees. If you don't have happy employees, then you don't have a good product. And so I'm really, really passionate about that, but I also just love helping women find success in their lives.
0: Yeah, and you you have done that. You've done something that a lot of women, they really dream about, and they really, quite frankly, are many times frightened by it, mm-hmm. of that, how do I leave this comfy space that I'm in? Yeah. And I think in the new year, it's perfect to talk about this because there are a lot of people that they're just not happy where they are, yeah. but they just don't know how to take that step. And it's a big step,
1: it, and it's a scary step. It is. It's big and it's scary but it can also be a little more comfortable and I think so many times what happens is people feel like they have to take these big leaps of faith and so it's like I don't have everything lined up but I'm just going to make the leap and then they're terrified and then they're scrambling. When I left my job, I already had over a year's worth of salary saved. So I knew that I was gonna be okay if I didn't book another thing for another whole year. Um, And so I think that there's ways to do it and be really smart about doing it. That way you're not feeling anxious about something else. You know, it's one thing to feel anxious because you don't like your job. It's another thing to feel anxious because you can't pay your bills.
0: That's a big deal though. I mean, a whole year's worth of salary mm-hmm. and that, that took a lot of planning and a lot of thought and also holding yourself too, that I'm gonna put this money away.
1: Well, that and I was, I had already been working in my, my side job, you know, my, mm-hmm. my side hustle as yeah. they call it these days. And so I was saving every bit of that money because I knew that's what I wanted to do. So that was one of the big motivating factors for me. When I, one day I, I remember looking at my, um, my year to date and I had made more in my side hustle (laughs) than I did at my day job. And so it was like, oh, something is amiss. Um, And so that was a big, a big indicator that it was time for me to make that transition. That's
0: not just when the light bulb goes off. That's like when it's like screaming at you. Yeah. So
1: there was actually a couple of big things that I feel like, um, you know, you know me, so I'm a very spiritual person Mm -hmm. and I feel like there were these moments that God was just like, Colleen, what are you doing? Hitting you over the head. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the big ones, actually, um, I worked with a guy and we did, the same job. And I found out through a random string Mm -hmm. of events that he made $33,000 more a year than I did. And it was such a shocking thing to me. And this guy is a great guy and he was probably one of my biggest advocates. Mm -hmm. But when I found that out and I went to my bosses to ask about it and they told me they couldn't do anything about it, it was really a huge wake up call for me. So there were a couple of big internal and external things that happened, but it really helped me get clarity in that decision.
0: So let's talk about Monday morning pep talks. And I love in this book that you say somewhere along the way, society created this narrative that Mondays have to be awful. Mm -hmm. And you know, I thought about that. And I think um, for me, um, in my first job, you know, I was the early morning anchor. So, Mondays were horrible for me and I really did have that, what you call kind of like this Sunday stress Mm -hmm. about worrying about, oh my gosh, like the weekend is gone, the week is already starting and we really have created that for ourselves, but you're trying to help people get out of that and I think that's a good thought for this New Year's about Mondays don't have to be bad.
1: They don't and I think a lot of the times it's circumstantial, right? Mm -hmm. Like that would make it feel a little more stressful, Um, but I also think that sometimes we get away our power of choice. And so recognizing that this is the choice that I made for right now, it's not permanent. How can I make the best out of it? And I don't know if you ever get on social media on Monday, but it's like every Monday you see this, I don't want to go back to work. I hate this. And it's like, oh my gosh, like really, this is a a new opportunity to do something new, right? And, And I think people have really bullied on Monday uh, <laughs> because it's just a, a back to a normal routine. And for me, I'm like, change the routine, you know? Just change the routine. Sure. Find something that you love about it.
0: So you started um, sort of sending out, I think when I read that, you know, you would you would just talk to some friends and, and you would think, okay, something would come to you and you just send them in their inbox mm-hmm. and it would be waiting there. And then it kind of just snowballed, right? It
1: did. The first, like, uh, several months, I feel like I had, 10 people total, Like it was like my mom and some friends that were getting these emails. And then people started forwarding them to other people and so then they were sending me emails asking how they could get on the list and then I got an email server to like help send and now we have like 2,500 people on the list which is crazy to me because it was never, I never thought when I started sending them that it would grow to this mm-hmm. or to a book. That was never an intention when I was writing it.
0: And you've had a lot of people say, how did you know that? Mm-hmm. How did you know that's what I needed? Are you reading my journal? Yeah. I mean, where are you? <laughs> I mean, you really
1: are, you really striking a chord with people. Yeah, well, and I think if it's, its a, sometimes there are things that I need to hear too, but I'm like, if it's impacting me or if it's impacting someone else that I know, it can't just be us. And so that's one of the big things that I hope comes through with Monday morning pep talks is, you're not in this alone. Like, you're experiencing this, other people are experiencing this too. Don't feel like you have to figure it out by yourself.
0: Talk to me about, um, you know, you know New Year's resolutions, that kind of thing. First of all, do you make New Year's resolutions? No. Yeah.
1: I don't. It's funny, I love that you said that you don't make mm-hmm. them, and I was like, that's a good thing. And, and here's why, because people get so anxious about them mm-hmm. that they set themselves up to not be successful. So I do monthly themes, and I will like sit down and think, okay, what is it that I really wanna focus on this month? Is it family, is it health, Is it, what is it? Right. And that's my primary focus for the month. And then when it's time for the next month, I can continue that because I've created a routine with it mm-hmm. or I can decide actually I wanna focus on something else this month. But I, like I took hip hop dance lessons last year for a month Amber, I was awful, like I was (laughs) so bad, because I like never took any dance classes, Mm -hmm. and you know, 30 something years old walk in, I'm like, I'm here for the hip hop class. It was really embarrassing. But when was the last time that you were a beginner at something? And so I love the energy of like being bad at something and just really trying and learning, because we get so comfortable that we forget that there's so much to learn. From just trying and yeah. just like allowing yourself to be bad at something. So,
0: you're not gonna be backing up Jennifer Lopez? No. No, no. That's no, not gonna happen no. in 2019? No,
1: probably never. <laughs> Maybe you just need more lessons. In my mind, I think that I could, me and Beyonce, but no, probably not. You know, we said that
0: about 6% of people really only stick to those. What do you think gets in the way for people? Like, what do you see with people that I think sometimes we are our own worst enemy, Mm -hmm. we get in our way so much.
1: Yeah, so a couple of things. One, they don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. They'll set these big lofty goals and they have no idea how they're gonna actually execute it and then they feel really overwhelmed so they just stop. Um, two, they set too many goals because really you shouldn't set any more than like three goals at a time because you can't, you don't have that type of energy to be pulled in so many different directions. And if you're doing that, then you're not giving the right amount of energy to the things that you really want to succeed at. So those are kind of the two big things that I see get in people's way. And then they plan for a whole year instead of just thinking, what do I want to accomplish? in the next 30 days.
0: I read something yesterday. You know, people say we want to make all of these changes, but really it's small processes Mm -hmm. that really have to be changed. And somebody said something about like, you want to clean your room, you're going to spend all of these hours doing it, but it's really what got you to having that messy room in the first place. Exactly. Like, oh, wow, that's really simple, you know. And you, you, I read too about something with you and meal prepping, which yeah. I thought was really interesting because a lot of times, and and I'm included. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make all of these meals. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna dedicate an entire day to this. And then I'm like, what am I doing?
1: Right. Why have I made this far more complicated than what it <laughs> needs to be? Because then it's not sustainable. And so one of the things I love helping people do is create habits for themselves that are sustainable and work for them. So many times people hear about like your your morning routine and you have to get up. If you get up before four, you're going to be successful. That doesn't work for everyone. Mm. And so figuring out what works for you and what habits you can stick with, that's what's going to help you find the long-term success.
0: Because I think I read for you, you were trying to meal prep and before you knew it, you're like, I'm now on Instagram, I'm doing something else but you moved it from like a Sunday Sunday to a Monday, Monday. and it just completely changed your world.
1: It did, and so I moved it from Sunday because I was spending all day Sunday prepping because I had all day to spend. I moved it to Monday where I was doing it after work, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh man, I only have like an hour and a half to get all this done. It helped me streamline and simplify things, and I was like spending all this money on fancy ingredients, when really all I needed was like chicken and ground beef and, and vegetables, you yeah. know, <laughs> something super simple. That's all I needed. And some containers to put it in right, and right. you're ready to go. <laughs>
0: um, you have always been a people person. I mean, as long as I've known you, you've always been someone that we say that it's, you know, pep talks is what you're kind of about now. But that's really been the case for, for you for your whole life. Where did that come from? Where did this sense of you know, helping people, that drive Mm -hmm. to to help people better. Where does that come from for you?
1: You know, I really don't know, but I always share the story that in second grade, I got a C. The only C I ever got the entire time that I was in school was in conduct. (laughs) And they wrote on the report card, Colleen is an excellent student, but she talks too much. Oh, well that happens to the best of us. Right, I mean, right. And, And I remember my mom sitting down asking me what I was talking about and I said, I just wanted to help them understand what was going on. The teacher didn't explain it well. So I'm like trying to do the teacher's job, trying to make sure everyone's on the same page. Um, so when I look back at my life, it kind of all makes sense that this is where I'm at because it's what I naturally was doing from a very young age. Mm. Um, I wrote my second grade teacher, uh, she's a nun that lives up in Northern Kentucky now, and I like wrote her and was like, I just want you to know I now get paid to like <laughs> talk I just thought you would be proud. <laughs> I thought you should know that, right? Yeah. Believe it or not, I
0: went from someone who in
1: kindergarten
0: got separated from her best friend because um, we encourage each other to be shy. Oh, And then I quickly went to the yeah. kid that talked too much, so I mean, it happens to the best of us. One of the things, too, that I love about you um, is that you're kind of always making a way for yourself. And I think a cool story about you is um, you're a graduate of Transylvania, mm-hmm. and you went in and you're like, nothing really interests me here. And you wanted to do, of all things, an anthropology yeah. degree,
1: right? Yeah, so I had never even heard of anthropology. Like, But what made you go, this is for me? Uh, so. Freshman year, I started at thinking I was going to be a biology major. I had gone to like a summer camp, a science summer camp and loved being in a lab. I just thought it was really neat to figure things out. Um, take the first semester of chemistry and I'm like, no, this is not, this is not me. I got the very last seat in the intro to anthropology class for just like a general elective, Mm -hmm. got the very last seat. And all of a sudden, everything started making sense. I was like, oh, this is really interesting that people's culture impacts how they view the world. And just kind of for the first time, even though I've lived in lots of different places, recognizing so many different cultures, but there was like this unifying theme between all of us. And I had a great professor. She's actually still one of my mentors to this Mm -hmm. day. And I just remember saying, I, I really think this is interesting. Like I love the idea of exploring culture and understanding people through culture. And she said, well, it's, it's not a major. And I was like, well, that's what I wanna major well, in. how do we
0: make that happen, right? And so
1: they had a sociology, anthropology major at the time, and I didn't love sociology. And so I just remember saying, that's not, that's not what I wanna do. I wanna do just anthropology. And so her and I worked together to develop the major, and she took me with her to the Board of Trustees meeting where it got presented at like 19 years old, 20 years old. Um, I had no clue what was going on, and so they approved the major for as a full-time major, and so I was like the very first anthropology major at Transy, and now it's like one of the most popular majors there. How about that? Yeah, yeah. That's it was, great. It was a really cool experience, and it's something that I'm really proud of because I just think create what you wish existed. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like so many times people give up mm-hmm. on things because it's they don't see it. Sometimes you gotta make it yourself.
0: <laughs> I love that you talk about a mentor because I think mentors are so, so uh, incredibly special to so many of mm-hmm. us. And I think that everyone should have a mentor and, and I'm sure that you agree with this. Like as females, we need mentors, we need to be mentors. Yes. And you know, so many times females spend a lot of time um, tearing each other down, mm-hmm. and I really, I really hope that I have tried over the years to, um, to lift a lot of females up, and I know that that's what you're doing. What do you say to people that they think, I don't have a mentor, or I don't have the qualities to be one myself? Mm-hmm. What do you say to people?
1: So one thing, one of my favorite books is this book called Your Network, is your net worth. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that I love it is because I think we as women take for granted the ability to utilize the networks that we build. And having something like a mentor helps expand your network. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've had mentors since I was, I can't even think of when I didn't have someone that I was Mm -hmm. looking up to, whether a formal or informal mentoring relationship. And so it's just so important because it can help you see where the things that you're missing with yourself. Um, it can help you aspire to things that you can't even see for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to being a mentor, I think we all have something to offer, someone behind mm-hmm. us. And so even if you don't feel like I'm an expert or I don't have a position or I don't have a title, cool, well, what can you teach them about being a good person? Mm-hmm. You know it's more than just a business relationship. Sure. What can you teach them about? being an adult or being a good person. And well, that's just as important.
0: I think about you and I because we are from Cynthia and born and raised, but now being in Lexington, I think about, you know, we're two different ages, but I think about our circle of friends and mm-hmm. all the different people are in it. And it really, it makes me smile when I literally think about the tribe that I have. I know some of them are the same friends that you have that you really can um, relate to those people; you can rely on them. But I look at some of those people that they are my mentors. Your mentors can be somebody that's your same age. Oh, absolutely! You know? And they teach me so much, and they also put me in my place when I need to, <laughs> and that's important as well.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You know, because um, you know my brother; he is actually the person that puts me in my place oh, I'm the, sure. the most. Mm-hmm. He'll be like calling. Come on now, you know. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, and so um, I love that I have him as like a support system. But even my mentor, the woman who um, was over the anthropology department, I remember turning in a paper to her one time, a a draft of a paper, Mm -hmm. and she wrote, yuck, in big red letters on the front. And the very last paragraph, she circled it and said, this is where your paper starts. Try again. And I was crushed. Like, Mm -hmm. I was heartbroken But I thought, well, she's right, Mm -hmm. you know, like she was totally right. And she pushed me to be a better version of myself and a better writer than what I ever thought I could have been. And that's so valuable. And we just take I think so many people take that for granted or they feel like they don't want to accept that criticism that they stay stuck where they're at.
0: So it's 2019, it's a new year. I know there are some guys that listen to this, but if if the gals are listening, that's probably who we're really talking to today. (laughs) What would be your number one thing to say to us women about 2019 is your year, it's a big year. Mm -hmm. It's the celebration of women getting the right to vote. We have so many women in Washington DC right now and in Frankfurt as well. So what would you say 2019 to any woman that's listening and going, this is your year? How do they make that happen?
1: Keep it simple. Keep it simple, do not try to overcomplicate it. Keep it as simple as possible and just make progress. One of my favorite quotes is progress over perfection because we get stuck on these ideas of being perfect that will kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Progress, that's all you have to make is like a little bit of progress at a time. It doesn't have to be lose 50 pounds in two weeks. That's not reasonable, but keep going, keep making progress.
0: What has um, being Coach Colleen meant to you? I mean, now that you've been doing it, how many years now?
1: Five years now. So over
0: the last five years, I know you give so much to so many people, and a lot of times that can really be depleting in your own bank account in your soul. Mm -hmm. It really can be. And so what have you taken away from all of this that you've given to other people?
1: I love nothing more to see other people find success as well. And so when someone sends me an email that says, hey, I did X, Y, and Z based off of something that I read that you wrote and this is what happened. That is like the best feeling for me and I get so much more from that than anything else. But probably the biggest thing is the importance of self-care because I do give a lot and I talk about self-care a lot that it has become one of the top priorities in my life is making sure that I'm taking care of myself. What's
0: the hardest for you? Me is saying no. And feeling okay about it, yeah, And I've taking thought. time for myself. I mean, that is like the biggest, and I know so many people struggle mm-hmm. with that. But I really want to do as much as I can for people, and I am having trouble with boundaries. But mm-hmm. I say that I'm getting better at it. Yeah.
1: Um, but I probably need a pep talk on that. Yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's actually one in the book about uh, boundaries because there is. I, I okay, it. I was like, because I, I know, I'm big on that too, yeah. and I feel like so many women, especially, feel such guilt about things. One of the big things that helped me was every year I would get really clear about what my vision was for the year. And so like last year it was writing this book. And so it became so much easier to say no to things that weren't in alignment with that vision. And I didn't feel guilty about it because I knew where I was trying to go. And so getting some clarity around like what is, what is my focus for the year not what's my resolution, but what's my focus mm-hmm. for the year? How do I want to feel this year? And using that as a guide to making decisions actually will help with some of the guilt.
0: Okay, I'm on it. I'm on <laughs> it. I'm going to go back and read that chapter. Tell folks where, Colleen, they can find your book. They can find you yeah. if they want to seek out some extra pep talks or some extra coaching or maybe they think that you know their business or their employees could really you know utilize your what you do
1: yeah so you can find me on facebook and instagram i love sharing messages daily Mm -hmm. like little bits of inspiration daily usually around the theme of the pep talk for the week and it's coach underscore colleen And I also have a website that's just coachcolleen.com and you can find me there and send me a message there if you're interested in employee development or professional development or personal development, all of the information is on the website.
0: Awesome. Well, I leave two questions always to the end because I am a bookworm like no other. And so I always like to just really, it's just selfish. I want to see what other people are reading. So I always talk books. So talk to me about books that either you're reading right now or um, something that's been important to you over the years.
1: So I read a lot of self-help books right now, so I will spare you that. <laughs> but um, the book, two books that I'd say have had the most impact on me at a very young age was a book called Walk Two Moons. Do you oh, remember God. the Newberry panel? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so girl, I was like all over the Newberry panel. To be panel. on the battle of the books, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so um, in sixth grade, we, we read this book called oh. Walk Two Moons, and it's a, a, teen, a teen novel But this girl in the book, her parents had passed away, and I just remember relating to that so much and the feelings that she was talking about that it was the very first book that I felt Mm -hmm. relatable to. And so that book still sticks with me. I try to like read it once a year Mm -hmm. because it still makes me go back to that moment of feeling connected to something. Um, and then the second book is To Kill a Mockingbird. It's oh, like course. my like all time favorite book, To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: And now it's on Broadway. I
1: know I'm like trying to figure out how I can get in to see it. Aren't
0: we all <laughs> right? Um, and then obviously we call this Uniquely Kentucky and we started this because we wanted to seek out people and things that were unique to us. What do you think makes Kentucky so unique?
1: So, you know, I'm not was not born mm-hmm. and bred in Kentucky. I, I call it home now. I claim it as home and I just think. The people in Kentucky are the nicest people. I just remember moving here as a young girl and like people really accepting me very early on and making me feel like a part of the community that I grew up in. And maybe it's Cynthia because Cynthia's is a it's special awesome. and unique yeah. place. Um, but even when I came to Lexington and in Georgetown, like people still, regardless of where I'm at, make me feel like I'm a part of their community. And I think that that is one of the big things that makes Kentucky so amazing. Agreed.
0: Well, listen, if you need a pep talk, I'm telling you, Colleen is going to be able to do that for you. Go check out her book, Monday Morning Pep Talks. Is there going to be more pep talk books, I should ask?
1: Well, maybe. We'll see. There might be a second volume. We'll see. Maybe. I know. It was a labor
0: of love. I'm sure getting this one out, I should give you some time. But nonetheless, go check it out. Monday Morning Pep Talks. It is the new year. Don't necessarily make a resolution for yourself. Just find something that you want to do and go do it in 2019 and make it happen. This has been Uniquely Kentucky. We will catch you again soon, and I'll see you back on WKYT on the news.